people say video games are violent. I don't know about that, man. I know people that don't even like you to play Street Fighter, which to me is the most peaceful of all the video games. <laughs> like of all the violent video games, Street Fighter is the best one. Nobody dies in Street Fighter. It's not Mortal Kombat. You ain't ripping somebody's spine and they heart out the chest. You get your ass whooped in Street Fighter, then you get life advice. It's the only video game that gives you advice. You get your ass whooped and then the dude who whipped your ass look you in the face and go, go home and be a family man. You gotta respect that. Plus, if you played Street Fighter, it was a brilliant game. This game was just so bare bones basic. Two strangers meet in a public place and just whoop each other's ass. There's no journey, there's no quest, there's no person, there's no princess to rescue in the castle. It's just two dudes at a fish market. Hey, I heard you was talking shit. Would you like to fight? Yes, I would. You wanna come back tonight when it's closed? No, let's fight right now during normal business hours. Cause that's the crazy shit about Street Fighter is that if you never played Street Fighter, in the background, commerce is happening. It's people throwing fireballs at each other. And in the background, it's just people in a fish market. And then just behind them, yeah, let me get the catfish nuggets. And uh, I get some of them crab legs too. You know what, bag that up to go. I'm gonna get that to go. They, they throwing the fireballs again. It's important life lessons taught in Street Fighter. The lesson in Street Fighter never came from the people fighting. The life lesson in Street Fighter came from the people in the background. No matter what's going on around you in this world, mind your goddamn business. <laughs> And away we go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to this episode of All Up In Your Geek, the best hour of your week. You're welcome. Gentlemen, gentlemen, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I got uh, money. Mr. Judo, I have to interrupt. We're getting breaking news from the All Up In The Geek Eyewitness News Studio. I have on authority. Microsoft has just released the new logo for the Xbox Series S. Oh, my God. I mean, this is breaking news, folks. Breaking news. This has changed my entire life, this news. We have the logo. It says Series X on the side and an X on the right. I mean, unbelievable. My life now has meaning. I can go on. I was going to shoot myself in the head. But with this news, I can now go on. I did not know how empty was my soul until it was filled with the news of this Microsoft logo. And I'm happy I'm sharing it with you two gentlemen today. Do you have a picture of the logo? Well, it's on my phone, but you guys can't see it. <laughs> well, that helps a lot. <laughs> so it, it's it's like uh, on the right side, it's an X. The one line is like, you know, broken. And the other line is like solid. And then on yeah. the left, going up the left-hand side, it says series. Yep, series X. And it is great. Super amazing look at, amazing look at that 
It's one yes. it's one line that goes from the upper left to the bottom right and then the word series on the left hand side with the beginning s at the bottom and then it's two small lines going from yep. upper right to lower left and they don't kind of intersect so it looks like the rest of the x is invisible is yes. that what you're referring to yes yeah. invisible like the guy who created its artistic talent invisible <laughs> Looks you like would I'm think, looking at it, you would think somebody at 2 a.m., you know, with hot diarrhea just scribbled something on a sheet, but it's deeper than that. It's so much deeper. Bob. I mean, if we had three hours to go over this this logo, we would. But I, I have to throw it back to Lou to start the show. I'm sorry, guys, but this was just, just so epic of news. I had to interrupt. Well, Do we know the artist's first name is Phil? <laughs> Right. <laughs> I'm not, yes, I, I don't know that to be a fact. He was he was hired because he was working on a very experimental Bitmoji project. It was so advanced that he got hired to, to do this logo. All right, we're, we're going to take Flash Rodman off the street beat and get back into the studio where we can introduce everybody. And with me as always, money here, live, tape delay. The Moobliette. Moobliette? <laughs> you know, I couldn't go without my Google. I've gone too long without my Google. I needed a little okay. Google. But you, Google, you said the Moobliette. Yes, because Google from the mothership is Moobliette. So the M is silent? Or the G is silent? <laughs> The G is silent G. <laughs> and this is your good friend, Flash Rodman, beside myself in shock and awe at this epic announcement. I'm sorry. And this is Lou, a.k.a. Puerto Rican Judo, coming to you live with a tape delay Ha! from... The All Up In Your Geek <laughs> studio. Yes. Now, before we get into it, gentlemen, I want to remind everyone, because I'm sure he didn't watch, Lou said he was going to watch Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, which he's never seen. He's been telling Bob and myself for months that he's going to watch it, and he just doesn't. So I believe <laughs> it was last episode... That he said, oh, I'm going to watch it before next episode. Right. And here we are. Next episode. Have you watched it, Lou? Can we geek up and settle up first? Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Go ahead. You know what? Let's do it. Only if you watch. We can only geek up and saddle up if you watch. Did you watch? I will tell you after we geek up. You're killing my vibe. And with that, let's geek up. Saddle up your horses. So, did you watch? Yes, I did watch. Really? Yes. Whoa! I am a man. Of, I am a man of my word. It may take me some time, but I said I was going to do it before the next episode, and I did. I watched it. Excellent. You know, I thought starting off the first few minutes, I was like, I'm instantly going to hate this. It's not the type of pace for me. I, I I'm like, no, I, this is not going to be a good experience. Um, but I stuck in and I think after, after maybe the first 
I'll say 15 minutes because it was a little slow. But, you know, what do you, what do you expect for an 80s movie? Um, <laughs> I actually thought that not only was, was it a really good 80s movie, it told a, it told the story pretty well. Whatever, whatever story it was t- trying to achieve with these kids in this time, in their school, trying to get this grade and some cockamamie bullshit that came up and how they got to where <laughs> they got, I thought that yeah. the story was very well told. Um, I liked the way that they linked all the time travel together, like one thing led to another, and they kind of figured figured out the, the pattern of events that happened, even though they didn't, you know, it's not obvious that they figured it out. They just kind of figured it out. Um, I, I liked it. I, I enjoyed it. I laughed more than I thought I was going to. I think if I would have been, you know, uh, 12-year-old Lou watching this, I would have probably definitely enjoyed it more. But I enjoyed it a lot more as an adult than I thought I was going to. Okay. Nice. Right, I'll take that. Yeah, I'll take that. Yeah. I mean, I, it's definitely one of my favorites. I could see but, why but I, it was. It was good. It it was really good. It was interesting to, it was interesting to see these these dynamics of time travel. Because I mean, the one cardinal rule that they broke is you're not supposed to talk to yourself when you travel through time. <laughs> and yeah. um, they kind of they kind of botched that. So I'm waiting for someone to explode, and nobody exploded. And I was like, um, what the fuck is going on here? And then I had to realize that time travel is not real, so it doesn't make well, a difference. <laughs> We're actually still waiting for the sequel because nobody considers the Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure 2, their bogus journey. Mm-hmm. No one considers that a real sequel. So we're still waiting for the sequel to find out. Gotcha. Well, I I, I did. I, I thought it was good. I thought that um, seeing Keanu Reeves in, in that type of role was interesting because I don't think he's done another role like that. So to see him right. in that like goofy high school kid type of role was, was pretty funny. The um, the guy who played his buddy was pretty good too, um, Alex Winter. Yeah, yeah. And you know, it was really funny to see a young George Carlin not telling any jokes. Yeah. Well, yeah. was there ever better casting no. than Keanu Reeves no. as Ted? Perfect. It just spot yeah. on. That's the definition of a perfect casting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, definitely, and that was—I think—that was the first thing I ever saw him in because I—I saw that movie in the theaters as a kid, and I remember yeah. like, you know, laughing, loving it, and you know, you know, quoting a lot of the lines, and just thinking it'd be awesome to, you know, jump in the photo booth and go back in time and do all that crazy stuff. So, I mean, yeah, it's definitely one of the classic, you know, '80s comedies for sure. And considering yeah, well, the time, the 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 effects were really good of the way the booth moved and. You know the way that it went through those tunnels, like the the special the, the special effects, and I'm using quotations, were actually pretty decent. Yeah, like I said, it's a classic. It really is. Yeah, I I wouldn't I wouldn't disagree with that. I I think that would be a uh, a good classic '80s movie. It captures everything: the montages, the music, the development, the problems. I I thought even looking at some of the. Um, the billboards and some of the things from the eighties, like I'm like, wow, I, I remember that. I remember that product. I remember that radio or whatever. Right. Right. All right. Well, awesome. Or should I say excellent? <laughs> <laughs> so I understand we got some emails. 
to the sack. Here's the mail, it never fails. It makes me wanna wag my tail. When it comes, I wanna will. Hey guys, I've been listening to you for a while now, and I have to say I enjoy the show. However, on one of the most recent episodes, you talked about the possibility of the PS5 coming bundled with a game. A certain Flash Rodman claimed that the last console to launch with a game was the dumpster fire that was the Sega Saturn. Perhaps, How dare you? Perhaps he should loosen his assless chaps and lay off the Mr. Pip, because he neglected that the Nintendo Wii launched with Wii Sports packed in, in 2006. Furthermore, doing research that Flash didn't do, I also uncovered that the Virtual Boy launched with Mario Tennis back in 1995, and the shit show GameCom from Tiger Electronics came with a lights out game back in 1997. Sorry, but I could not let this stand. Question to the group What were some of your favorite pack in games from back in the day? Keep up the good work. Yours truly, Sonic Gasman. <laughs> Sonic well, Gasman. You, Bob. <laughs> yeah, what Listen Bob? here, Sonic Gasman. <laughs> I, I, I accept being corrected. You know, I can't believe I forgot the Wii. Shame on me. I mean, yeah. you know, who the fuck ever thinks about the Virtual Boy and fucking nobody but me would even remember what the fuck the GameCom was because, <laughs> I mean, talk about obscure. So shame on me for those. But I will not hear you besmirch my beloved Sega Saturn. I will not. That is not a dumpster <laughs> fire, sir. It is not. Well, look, I think it's important to commend the Sonic Gas Man because... Flash Rodman, you got flashed. I did. I did. Shame I, on me. There's, you, you know. Didn't, for, didn't forget one, the Nintendo Wii. You yeah. didn't forget two, the Virtual Boy. You forgot or overlooked three. Because GameCom from Tiger Electronics is as legitimate a console as we've ever had. Uh, clearly. <laughs> Shame on you, Flash Rodman. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a fuck up. Hey, man. You know, I, I, I admit when I'm wrong. You know, and uh, I, you know, I fucked up. I, I got so excited, you know, talking about Sega Saturn pack pack-ins that I, I forgot these legendary other pack-in <laughs> games. So, shame on so me. The question to the group, again, was what were some of our favorite pack-in games from back in the day? Gentlemen? I think for me, the, you know, I think like probably one of the best games that ever came bundled with the system was probably Super Mario World for the S SNES. I mean, you know, th that was a fucking amazing game. I mean, that's a, that's a system seller. It's still probably one of the best Mario's, if not the best Mario, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And to like have that game for free. And even, even if you looked over the life, the life cycle of that console, that's always, you know, top, top 10 game, probably top five game. So to have that day one with your console was, and two controllers, mind you, right. Was pretty, yeah. pretty fucking amazing. Um, so, you know, for me that that's the one that comes to mind. Hello. Hmm. Does it have That's to be? Awesome. Does it have to no be a a a, pa a release pack in or just a system that ended up coming with a game later on? Well, like, yeah, fuck, you know, fuck Sonic Gas, man. Whatever, whatever you want, Lou. Yeah. <laughs> you, gentlemen, I shit you not. Look at this. <laughs> what am I? Fucking bird. 
landed. The eagle has landed. It's not an eagle. Oh, see? Same bird. He knows the fucking deal. Yep. Yeah. But um, anyway, I, that's, a, that's a good question, Lou, because there really aren't that many packings to choose from. Yeah, there there aren't. That's why I'm, I'm... If, you know, if I had to go... If I had to go with a packing for any for any console, it's a tough one. I would probably say I know that the um, the PS2 had a uh, Gran Turismo packing. Okay. Um, yeah, Gran, Gran Turismo Three probably. Yeah, yeah, I think later on. Or what? Maybe it, what? Gran Turismo Two was on PlayStation One. Yes. Yes. So maybe that's what it was. I I don't I don't remember. I know that Sony released one bundle. I don't know if it was with the PS1 or the PS2. Um I think it was the 2. It, it, it was, was it? 2, so that would be Gran Turismo 3 then. But Gran Turismo 3 was I ass. Think so. I you know, I don't remember. <laughs> I do not remember. Yeah, I'm I'm not 100% sure. I I like the Gran Turismo games except for 3, so if it was three, then that's a negative. I would have to go with the God of War bundle in. I know a God of oh, War was bundled in. Yeah, that that's a good one. All I right. believe it was God of War. It wasn't the original one, though. I think it was God of War 2 that it was bundled with, right? Okay, yeah. Yeah. And I love I me God of War. Yeah, no, I know you do. I know you do. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not going to steal. I'm not going to piggyback off of Bob's, but that would have been my answer. I mean, because that game is just incredible. But if I have to pick one, and only because I came up with this one before we said any pack-in, but I was thinking upon release, we really enjoyed, I specifically really enjoyed Gyromite as a game without the stupid robot. I just thought it was a yeah. cool game. Yeah, it was. You know, yeah, I without mean, the robot, it was fun. Yeah. I was a kid, and I didn't know any better, I, you know? But I thought the game was a blast. I like Gyromite also, and I, I liked it with the robot and without the robot. It didn't make a difference. I, I just thought it was fun. Yeah, no, me too. I loved it. So uh, I'll go with Gyromite. Only because as a, as a number two, because Super Mario World is the obvious answer. Yeah. I, right. I, that if I would have gone first, that would have been my answer also, and I didn't, want, I didn't want us to all say the same thing. <laughs> right, of course. Of course. So I'll, I'll stick with Gyromite. Cool. Well, thank you, Sonic Gasman, for your email. Thank you, indeed, for the email and for putting Flash Rodman in his place. Yeah, thanks. It was really great. <laughs> right in more often. <laughs> <laughs> Are you in search of your very own Goobliette? Well, Frank Morales is your guy. He's got experience working with sellers, buyers, renters, and anybody else you can think of. Crank your hookup, baby. You can get a hold of him at Supreme Realty, which is located at 620 to 624 Orange Street in Newark. Don't beat yourself with the ugly stick. Give Frank's team a call at 973-461-3912 or shoot him an email at fmsupremerealty at gmail.com. And tell him all up in your geek sent you. Boom. All, all right. right. Well, you know, I just just briefly, um, you know, I was pretty shocked um, at the 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 release that Sony had that it showed what the PS5 is going to look like. 
Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I, you know, I, I remember I sent you guys the pictures and, you know, I don't oh, know. I thought yeah. that was kind of the weird. It, it uh, looked like a scanner. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, that's sort, it's sort of not what I was expecting. Um, I guess, you know, given what the controller looked like, it kind of matches the controller, which is cool. But I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I like it. See, here's, I, I don't know. Here's the thing. Uh this is now going to start going back to what, for me anyway, to what Money has been saying this entire time. We don't need any more consoles. You know, they're yeah. try- what they're trying to yeah. do is make these consoles as skinny and sleek as possible so that it doesn't appear as if it's taking up space on your entertainment system, on your dresser, or wherever you keep your system. Um, but... It's ending up looking like shit that you don't want. Like, I mean, I'm looking at my PS4 now. I have a PS4 Pro, and it looks like a double-layered PS4. Like, I have two of them, one on top of the other. Um, Right. And now I'm looking at this PS5, and the first thing that came to mind was, all right, it can, you know, I can play my PS5 while I'm making copies for shit at work. Like, I mean, (laughs) (laughs) that that's what it looked like. (laughs) Yeah. No, and it was yeah, right. I mean, and you know, it was, I was surprised that it was white. I guess because we've had black consoles from Sony since the PS2, right? And and then it has you know that blue you know sort of LED you know sort of light kind of running through it you know same as the controller, uh-huh. and like I don't know if I want that blue light in my face while I'm playing games, you know, and yeah. all my other consoles, you know, all my other consoles with the exception of my xbox 360 are black mm-hmm. and now i'm gonna have this fucking white eyesore on my shelf i don't know yeah yeah you know i've I, all of my systems have been black i don't i don't think i had any other color for a system other than black and that's it i might have maybe one of my consoles i got like a special edition for the um the original xbox one i got the call of duty uh advanced warfare bundle so it was kind of like a like a army type of camouflage thing, yeah. which was which was cool, but I never really liked it much because it didn't fit in with everything else that I had in my entertainment or my gaming unit that I bought specifically to match my system. So now I got this one outlier, and it was just an eyesore. So you know, yeah. when the Xbox One uh, Xbox One X came out, I was like, "Oh, great! I'm I got to get the Project Scorpio one. It's black. Boom, done deal." Yeah. Yeah. My thought, my initial thought when I saw it was, I mean, first of all, I don't like it. Let me put that out there. But my initial thought was that they're trying to stand out because they know people have multiple consoles these days. Almost nobody just has one. Right. And most of them are dark, black. I mean, hey, once you go black, you never go back. (laughs) I think they wanted to stand out. That was my initial thought when I first saw it. Sure. Just without the aerodynamics of it. The colors of it, the white with the blue, it, to me, it was like, ooh, look at me, look at me, you know, <laughs> and I don't know. Like I said, I don't like it. I wasn't getting one anyway. I'm not getting one, so I don't really give a fuck. But to me, it screamed, I'm calling attention to myself. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can see that. But yeah, I, I don't know. It, 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 I mean, I don't, like I said, I don't know why I should have been so surprised given what the controller looked like, but it, it did it did kind of surprise me, and I don't know. 
I don't know if it's gonna it's gonna gel with my family of consoles that I have over here. Well, here's, my, uh, here's the inter- thing: Do we know for sure that that's an actual picture of it, or is that just you know somebody fucking around? No, I mean I think that's it. I you know I looked at multiple articles, not just one, and they had the same shots. So okay, yeah, I think for all intents and purposes, I, th- I think that's it. I like white as a color, mm-hmm. but I don't like it as a utilized color. I don't want my car to be white. Right. I don't want my house to be white. I don't want my sneakers to be white. Why? Because they're very easy to get dirty. It shows age. It's just not a good color for stuff like that. I'd rather it be dark. It doesn't show my kids banging on it and breaking it. And- yeah, like yeah. I think, I, you know, I have a, a couple of like, you know, white T-shirts or... Um, you know, a pair of white sneakers or two, but you're right. Like I, I don't wear them often because I don't want to get them dirty. And when I do, I got to clean them. It's a pain in the ass because fucking dirt gets everywhere. Um, and specifically with consoles, if you have them like, you know, on a shelf or in a unit or whatever, it collects a lot of dust. And I mean, you can see the dust a little bit more when you have a darker color, but that's probably the only downfall. And you can't really tell that much. Plus, I try to keep my shit clean anyway. So what you're telling me is if I do break down and get a PS5, that mine will end up dust-colored. <laughs> well, any, I think yes. anything that you buy is going to get dust-colored. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm not a fan. I wasn't, when I saw the controller, I wasn't a fan of that. And, you know, we talked about the controller a few weeks ago, maybe last week, um, or the week before. And, you know, we were all kind of like, what the fuck is that? It looks like a controller hiding inside a controller. Um, right. and now this looks like a video game console hiding inside a Xerox machine. So, yeah, yeah. you know, I'm, well, I'm, I'm kind of at a loss in the spirit of not being just negative about everything. I will say this, they're giving themselves an opportunity as every console has prior to release to make you not think about it, make the thing so fucking kick ass that it doesn't matter. Make make it just so mind-blowing that nobody gives a shit what color it is no one cares what the controller looks like no one cares what the console looks like because it's that fucking badass you know i i can't say yet how badass it is it sounds pretty cool but i generally i i don't think people who are going to get a ps5 anyway i don't think that's going to deter them they're going to get it anyway they don't care what it looks like yeah oh yeah yeah that that, that's yeah it's not matter yeah no, that's true. I agree. You know, my my initial thoughts of the um the the Xbox Series X when I first saw it was, oh, it's a tower. It looks like a computer. What the fuck? But it's not going to deter me from buying one. I like Xbox. I'm going to fucking buy one. Right. You know, I was listening to this podcast and they had this just mind-blowingly good idea for Sony. Mm-hmm. And is don't tell anybody. Don't announce it. And just drop the PS5 with The Last of Us 2. Packed in. Oh, yeah. Right. You were, Well, yeah, Money, you were saying that, that last episode. And I, and I thought, yeah, that was like a fantastic idea. I think if they did that, Nothing it'd be huge. Nothing else matters. The I controller think they, goes away. Uh-huh. The console color goes away. Because mm-hmm. it's packed in with fucking The Last of Us 2. You know what? I think that in concept, that's a fantastic idea. And even if they wanted to do that, it would never happen. Not in this age. Not in this time. 
Of course not. I no, mean, of you, course. No, it would never happen. You can, there, There's nothing can get done without a leak or somebody flapping their fucking gums or something. It's like, come on. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. That, oh, that's in terms of keeping argument. it secret. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Right. Yeah, but that's a different argument. And that doesn't necessarily decrease the magnitude of what that would be. You know what I mean? No, it doesn't. But I think that there's a certain wow factor that would ha- that would if if we were if this was something that we were proposing during the time where there was no internet and no dirt sheets or whatever the hell you want to call it, I think it would have a greater impact. Like they would be that oh shit, now, how, we didn't know that, but now you don't have that. Right. Everybody always knows yeah. some shit or hears some shit or there's a picture of this somewhere or another country does some shit because they got a time lag, whatever the fuck. No, you're right. Yeah, I mean, you're but right. I, but I, but I still don't think it would take away even you know even if it got leaked or whatever. I still think it would make a tremendous impact. Sure. You know, on the launch of that console. I don't. And I think it would be awesome. And I'm and I'm actually thinking back to, you know, rec- even rec- recently. As the last holiday, when Xbox gave you the, the what was that that new Gears of War right with their Game Pass, right for free, uh-huh. mm-hmm. and what that did to get people into the Game Pass, yeah, it's true. So, I think it would be phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, I I think it would be good. I don't know if it would have the same price. I mean, the the same impact only because of the price point between the system and the Game Pass. But no, you're right. I I don't. I don't think that that would necessarily be a bad thing. They can still do it, even if it leaked, you know, like a week before or two weeks before. And it, it would that that holy shit moment would just happen two weeks early and then everybody would be waiting and clamoring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of phenomenal gentlemen, what I'm going to do on today's show is unprecedented. I was thinking about giving out some free video games. Not to one or two or three lucky listeners, but to the millions of listeners that we have. Mm-hmm. I'm giving out the games to everyone. Go did on. You know, did you know that with your Amazon Prime subscription, you can link that to get Twitch Prime? And you get full free video games every month. And at any point, if you cancel your subscription, you keep those free games. Did you I, know this? I knew no. that I knew that if you had an Amazon account that it linked to a Twitch Prime account, because I have that, but I did not know that you get free games each month or four games or whatever. Full free games. Full. Oh, four. I thought you said four free games. No, no, full. This month, there's six. Six full free video games. Mm-hmm. Games we know. Well, some of them. Full what? and free. Psychonauts. No kidding. Oh. Cluster Truck. Hmm. Nobody knows that game. But no. it's full and it's free. Gone Home. Full and free. Titan Souls. Full and free. Wow. High Hell. It's full and free, and I hope full and also free. Wow. Every single month they are giving. This says six free games. I don't know if the number is going to fluctuate. I don't know if it's just six free games this month. Mm -hmm. These are the May games, by the way, not the April games. These are the May games. Okay. 
So most people, lots of people, have an Amazon Prime account already. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. Yeah, me too. Right. And these are free games. There's no strings attached. Where, well, do, where do we go to get these games? You go to Twitch Prime. It's something like twitchprime.tv or something like that. Just Google Twitch Prime. Okay. And I believe it says here, Twitch Prime is a premium experience on Twitch that is included with Amazon Prime and Prime Video memberships. Right. Twitch Prime includes bonus games and exclusive in-game content, a channel subscription every month at no additional cost to be used on any partner or affiliate channels, exclusive emotes, and chat badge. So whatever the fuck those things are. And this is twitch.tv help. So I, I believe it's just twitch.tv because this is the help section. That's interesting. Yes. I did but not my, know this. My question is, um, so how do we play these games? I, I don't, it, this sounds like it's PC. I, I don't know. I'm going to know. I'm going to assume that you play it through your PC, and if you have a controller that has Bluetooth capability, you can link it to your laptop right. or whatever device and play it that way. Right. Ah. I, you know, I am just in my moobliette. I am just outside of my internet range, mm -hmm. so I cannot connect to the internet to see at the moment. But this is something that we will research further and bring more information on next episode cool but i thought this would especially with this stupid quarantine going on it's free fucking games right yeah i mean free is free so i right. mean if you're already at the, the, the amazon prime i mean why not grab the free right. games while you can you know you're welcome <laughs> wow and that's all that's all i got feeling strong My starts from the when I full and free, like my asshole, full and free to all. <laughs> all right, guys, I got some stuff for you. All right. Have you guys heard like of claw control grip? Nope. No. Never. This shit has been bothering me since last week. I read it. I, I got an article. I, I think it might have came through on, on my phone my Facebook feed and I was just scrolling one day and I came across this article that says, you know, claw control grip is, you know, not healthy or it's, you know, whatever. I, I can't remember. It could, or here, it, it could pose potential, potential health risks for gamers. So my first question naturally was what the fuck is claw grip? I've not heard of this shit at all. So I open up the article and it's, Literally, a picture is the first thing you see of claw grip. And it's holding a controller so that, like, think of think of an, any controller. It doesn't matter. Your two thumbs, if you, you guys are, are primarily PlayStation 4 or PlayStation guys, your two thumbs are on each of the two DualShock or, or, or um, the thumbsticks, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you got two thumbs there, and then one index finger is on the D-pad, the other index finger is on the buttons, and then your middle fingers are on the triggers. Okay. And that's how people play games that way. Like, they use their index finger to hit the 
face buttons and then the other index finger yeah. on the left hand to use whatever the D-pad's for. And then they use their thumbs at the same time for the for the thumbsticks. And I'm like, what the, how could you even hold the controller that way? Have you guys ever even attempted to hold a controller that way? Never. Uh, no. I, yeah, no. I've seen And I thought when I saw it that that particular player had something wrong with his hands that would force him to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, like couldn't hold the controller the conventional way. Right. So I never really gave it much thought. But I have seen my children sometimes because their hands are small. Right. Use unconventional formats of holding the controller. <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> but they do it need because they can't, their hands are too small to reach all the fucking 16,000 buttons we have on controllers these days. Mm-hmm. But yes, so I have seen it before and I didn't know it had a name and I didn't know it was a widespread thing. Like I said, I thought it was that particular player maybe had some sort of handicap with his hands mm-hmm. but you are telling me otherwise here no this is apparently a a controller grip that people use i guess to have an advantage when they're playing i don't know what kind of games it doesn't specify what kind of games you would have an advantage it has for to be shooters I, I would imagine maybe shooters but it just doesn't look right. And, you know, there's this uh, this streamer by the name of Revolver Ocelot. You know, he says that a lot of people that he knows who've been playing this way have stopped because of pains in their forearm and wrist from holding it that way. And, you know, some, I don't know who the experts are, but some experts are saying that it can lead to tendinitis and arthritis. And I'm looking at it and I'm like, hell yeah, this is unnatural. Well, yeah, but I want to call fucking bullshit on that right now, though, because my hands are irreparably damaged mm-hmm. from playing video games the way I've played them as often as I've played them my entire life. So I find it very difficult to believe that this particular grip can be that much worse for me. Have than you, have you tried to hold a controller that way? Because I tried recently and that shit hurts. No, I haven't. I haven't tried. Because I don't give a shit. When but. you get when you get out of the moubliette, just try it. It doesn't feel <laughs> I, right. Like I did it, and I'm holding my controller, and I felt like, you know how you try to make glasses with your with your hands and put them over your face, kind of like this. Yes. If you can see me, like this. I do that all the time. Yes. Well, that is what it feels like to hold this controller. Yes, I can believe that. I I didn't I can like it. That. I was not a fan yeah. at all. Yeah, I think it's fucking weird. But hey, to each their own. You know what? Mm-hmm. Whatever, man. You know, the other thing that... Yeah. Go ahead, Bob. I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say, I mean, I, I think at that point, it's sort of... It's on you. I mean, if I take a controller and, you know, cram it up my ass and then, you know, go to the doctor and be like, oh, man, you know, I got like some, you know, anal spasms. That's on me. I'm using something not the way it was ever intended or designed for. It's on me. What? What? <laughs> what? What are you talking about? That's not even claw control. That's that's a uh, crap control. <laughs> no, I I don't disagree with that. I you know I, I I can't. I would not look at a at a video game controller and think, let me find the most uncomfortable way to hold this, or let me see if I yeah. can let me see if I can reach my index fingers to the front. 
and see if that gives me a tactical advantage. No, you give me the fucking controller. I'm going to hold it right. the way it needs to be held, and, and that's it. But what yeah. I found interesting is that it's unnatural to me and probably unnatural to you guys because we grew up in a time playing video games where we didn't have shoulder buttons all the time right? or triggers right. on the back or whatever the fuck. We had either a joystick with one button or a square controller with a D-pad and, you know, two buttons. Well, I was going to make that point. The controllers that we grew up playing with, we held the only way you could hold them. There were no other alternatives. We held them the way that they were held. That's it. Because of the way they were built and the way that they were structured, you couldn't hold them with the claw grip. So I'm sure for somebody who is growing up now and playing games now, and this is their first controller and this is what they're learning on, I don't doubt for a second that they came up with a more efficient quote-unquote better way of holding the controller because the way we're holding it the what we're using is an outdated method for a different controller with no shoulder buttons with no analogs right so i'm certain that they could come up with a quote-unquote better way yeah, but the first the first controller that I can remember that had shoulder buttons was a Super Nintendo, right? Um, and it had not only did it have the two shoulder buttons, it had four face buttons. It was the first controller right. that I used anyway that had an X and a Y button in, in addition to the A and the B button. And at no point did I ever try to hold it a different way. I just held it the way that it, you know, the I held it in my hand. The L and the R button are at my index finger. Oh, okay, I'm going to push it here, and that's it. I, you know, I don't understand how gamers today are figuring out this alternate method of holding a controller, but none of us ever figured that out. And it's not like we didn't have controllers with shoulder buttons. After the SNES was the PlayStation, um, which had the four shoulder buttons. Um, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm lost, I guess, in... in examining this thing how that came to be now or how lo however long it's been i don't know if this is just a now thing the article i'm looking at um was from 2016 so i don't know how long this has been around but this is the first i'm hearing about it i don't know how long it's been since either of you have heard about it no i was gonna say this is the first i'm hearing about it i mean i'm not super shocked because i know especially when it comes to like shooters people do all kinds of crazy bullshit i mean to modifying their controller with turbo buttons to you know hooking up some kind of auto lock bullshit mm -hmm. i mean people get insane with that so i'm not super surprised i am surprised that they would do something that doesn't feel comfortable and that actually cramps up and hurts your fucking hand i don't know why you would do it i mean there was you know two things that i could two times that i could think of that i did have to kind of change my grip was for certain fighting games you know playing with like a playstation controller or whatever you know using the, the shoulder buttons with some of those you know 360 motions were tough so i'd sometimes have to bring over my right hand to kind of click one of the top buttons while i'm doing the 360 motion with you know with my thumb you know just for like one move though you know right. and it didn't break my hand or anything so i you know sometimes for fighting games i'd have to switch it up sometimes like that and also the second time was you know they made like shooters for like the PSP 
and the PSP didn't have a second analog stick, so there's always funky controls with that. So you had to use the face buttons to kind of look around. So I, I would always kind of change up my grip for those kind of games a little bit. But again, I was never breaking my hand and playing Twister with my fingers and, and you know, wrapping a cord around my neck and suffocating myself, you know, to, to you know, see clear, more focused. Like, I, I don't know. It just would never dawn on me to do anything like that. You know, uh, advantage be damned. I mean, it just seems ridiculous to me. Well, you know what I have seen? I have seen people put the controller down on a table or a floor and yeah. use it like a la an arcade cabinet where they're using yeah. their pointer and their middle finger to hit the buttons on the right side. Right. And either their thumb or their pointer on the left side to control the D-pad, uh -huh. which I found completely bizarre. Yeah. But I can totally understand it if you're used to playing this game in the arcade, say a Street Fighter. Yeah, totally. I could totally get it. So I'd seen people do that in the past. I want to say as far back as Nintendo. You know, when you play oh. stupid uh, Olympic games where you had to hit the buttons really fast. Right. And, you know, people would knuckle up their fists and sort of use their, their knuckles to just scrape the controller back and forth. You know what I'm talking mm. about? Like, yep. just go A, B, A, B, A, B, A, B, A, B, A, B. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I guess there have been unconventional grips as long as there have been controllers. Yes. No, you're 100% right. And it's funny that you mentioned that, uh, Derek, because um, a lot of, yeah, a lot of fighting game people now, you know, back in the day, everyone, you know, you played in the arcade, you were on, you know, an arcade uh, setup. So anyone right. who's good at fighting games used a stick. And when you were at home, you had to buy a stick because that's how you played and that's how you got good. And right. that's what it was because that's what it was. But now there are no more arcade games and everyone's playing fighting games at home. So we have more people who are really good and really competitive with game pads and normal controllers. But they play just like Derek said, where they sort of rest the controller sort of on their, their knee or whatever. And, you know, they're using the thumbstick normal, but then they're used, tapping the buttons like you would an arcade stick. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, uh, even companies such as Mad Cats and Hori make special fight pads where, you know, the uh, left side is a little bit longer because they know it's going to hang off your knee. And, you know, the other side is a little bit flatter because they know you're going to tap on the button. So they sort of incorporated that unorthodox um, grip into the design of the controller. Wow. Uh -huh. well, see, I, I've never I've played a lot of fighting games on my consoles and I've never put the control down for it or ever played it as if it was intended to be played in an arcade. I've just gotten used to. Um, you know, holding the controller the way that I do. The only time I've ever put a controller down is, like Money said, with a game like Olympic Games or whatever, where you got to alternate and hit the buttons. Like, I would put it on a table and then, you know, one one index finger on the A, the other on the B, and just tapping away until I get to where I got to go. Um, but outside of that, like, I've, you know, I've, I don't know, it just seems unnatural to me. And then I'm... I was there are different types of claw grips like there's one where on your left hand you're holding the controller normal but you claw your right hand and then you know you switch it up and claw one hand and not the other on the other side um there's like a crossover claw where you don't claw your right hand but your index finger and thumb on your left hand are touching the analog sticks it's just it's fucking weird the way that they've done this yeah. it sounds like, super easy barely an inconvenience <laughs> yeah, I, I, I find it interesting you know if someone else can master that i mean good for them i think our brains are 
far too programmed the orthodox way. Yeah, you might be right. I, I'm looking at this as, you know, some crazy kid thing, and maybe not. Maybe there is an advantage to it, and these kids have mastered sure. how to do it. And if they, Yeah, you're right. If they did, good for them. You know, I know I'm going to have arthritis in my hands later. I hope you don't get it quicker. <laughs> yeah. You know, the other thing about this that I found funny is while I was doing some research on just different grips, they have a claw grip for a mouse, like a, a PC mouse. Yes, I've seen that. I've but seen that. I'm looking at I'm looking and I'll send it to you. Um I, I can't bring it up here, but there's a palm mouse grip and then there's a claw mouse grip and then a fingertip mouse grip and it literally all looks the same. Huh. Like Yeah, I've seen there, there's there's a slight incline in the finger, almost like, you know, pitching a regular ball to a knuckleball to a fastball. You know, right. and that's the only difference. And I, I, I'm laughing because I'm comparing the pictures and I'm like, I just don't see the difference. It looks the fucking same to me. Yeah. Um, but I've yeah. never played any PC games to that extent to know the difference. I'm assuming it just has to do with where your fingertips fall on the mouse and on the buttons. Right. All right. And as we are transitioning out of this claw grip. Let us hear it all up in your geek. Remind you that this level of all up in your geek is brought to you by the High Heeled Gamer, the Oprah of the Nerd World. You can catch her on the website on thehighheeledgamer.com on the Nacho Friends podcast every Wednesday at 8.30ish p.m. or the podcast the next day on Thursday. Boom! Yeah, boy! It's Name That Game Time. Excellent! Rule. <laughs> Action platformer developed by TDK Mediactive and released for the Game Boy Color in 2001. 2001. TDK Interactive? Hmm. TD- TDK Mediactive. Oh, Mediactive. Mediactive. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit. The reception in the Moubliette's not too good. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it is the mothership. Action platform. You know, I was never a big mobile gamer. I only played a few. Like, I had several Game Boys, but I was very um, monotonous with the types of mobile games, or Game Boy games that I played. Let me not say mobile, but, or handheld games. So I'm not sure. Bob? Yeah, I don't. I can't. Uh, that, with that information, I, I don't think it, I think I can deduce anything. We will. We will move on then. Well, can I guess for you guys? You know it. Streets of Rage. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the game was conceived as a tie-in for a planned, rebooted animated series. The game's inspiration came from 1991's Metal Storm for the NES and used the same engine as other classic Game Boy Color titles, such as Nicktoons Multiverse, Extreme Sports, and Sabrina the Animated Series. Oh, jeez. Wow. (laughs) Yikes. Man. Oh, I remember I remember Sabrina the Teenage Wish animated game. I never played it, but I remember the box. No, I know. Because he said like reboot. You know, I know there was but 
a failed reboot because I know they rebooted He-Man in like 2002. No, not, no, not failed. The game was conceived as a tie-in for a planned rebooted animated series. Mm. You know, mm. yeah, He Man sounds like a sounds about right. But wasn't there also, and I don't know if it was in two thousand and one, but what wasn't there also a um, a Thundercats Game Boy game? Yeah, um, I, yeah, the, the Thundercats reboot came. I came later. I think that oh. was like almost like two thousand and ten. Okay, uh, I didn't realize it was yeah. that late. It felt earlier. Yeah, I think they made. They actually think they made. It was for like the DS or something like that. It came out. Okay. Uh, you have a guess. Um. Shit. Uh. Ghostbusters. No. Okay. <laughs> and your third and final clue before the theme. Players control an offshot character from a well-known, friendly but spooky kids franchise who happens upon some magical stones. Ah, uh, Casper, the friendly ghost. Is that your answer? Do you want me to read the, the clue again? Sure. Players control an offshot character from a well-known friendly, but spooky kids franchise who happens oh, I got upon it. some stones. It was uh, Wendy. Wendy the Witch. Ooh. Judges? Oh, don't give me the fucking Wendy. <laughs> don't give me the fucking technicality. <laughs> well, you know what? I'm going to let Lou decide. The game was called Wendy Every Which Way. Hmm. And what, what, did, what did you say, Bob? I said Wendy, Wendy the Witch. She was a witch. She was friends with Casper the Friendly Ghost. And what was the name of the game? Wendy, Every Witch Way. Mm. Come on! Mm. I don't know. That seems <laughs> awfully generous to me if we were to give you that one. I, you you know, got the character. I, I, I'm, I, I got to agree with money. You got the character, but not the game. This is name that game, not game that you character. You son of a bitch! <laughs> you son of a bitch! You know what? Take the knife out of my back and good day, sir. <laughs> Listen, fair is fair. <laughs> Bullshit. Music. If, if it was, if if we were talking about a God of War game, and I was like, "Oh man, it's Kratos," he would not have given it to me. No, but I said Wendy. Wendy's in the. T I said Wendy the witch. It's Wendy which way? I mean, what? It's like one word. Wendy every which way. Every which way. No, no. Two, two words I missed. Bullshit. There's only two words. words in a title. You want us to give it to you on half the words? <laughs> well, fuck you. Fuck Wendy and fuck the which way. <laughs> Okay, well, what we're going to do, <laughs> the first time ever, another first, we are going to play our music. This week, we'll call it a draw. All right. 
I'll take the draw. <laughs> <laughs> all right, and with that, we've come to the end of this level of All Up In Your Geek. We thank you guys for listening and hope you are home and safe. You can check us out on all forms of social media at All Up In Your Geek and keep those emails coming to allupinyourgeek at gmail.com. And with that, continue to geek up. Any which way you can! (laughs) (laughs) Shut the fuck up!